What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HTS Pro Talk, your weekly Hey Louise sports podcast. Will with the finger points at the camera. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is episode 231 for the week of April 17th, 2022. The title of this episode is The Green Wall. Not the blue wall. Nope. It's the green wall. Not the blue clouds. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I have no fucking idea. Uh, but yeah, that's the ep- that's the title of the episode. Uh, it's a great intro already. Well, we're kicking things off hot. Uh, this week, I would say that my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fireman. I am saying that. And this week, I'm joined by the man in the Minnesota Loons. Sweatshirt. Yeah. Thick boy. It is a thick sweatshirt. Yes. Thick, uh... Yeah, thick it's, strings. It's got the the hockey laces in the, on the top, and then Ooh. yeah, the big crest in the center. It's kind of a, you know, it's it's a big circle, so it kind of like shifts around. <laughs> it's a little awkward at times. You know, you sit down and the thing pushes up. But I think it looks good. It'll, yeah, it's a, it's a good quality sweatshirt. I got my number on the side. Yeah, look at you, yeah. number one. I was kidding. Calm down. I could only <laughs> see the one. Uh, is the reason why? Did you pick the number? I don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if we ever talked yeah. about this. Yeah, birth I, year. No, because I was born. I was born ninety two. Um, what? Oh, that's but, fucking right. Um, <laughs> I wanted the number nine, but it oh. was taken already. What a fucking asshole! Whoever so, took that number. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Uh, some of the top players, you know, Tarasenko, uh, Tavares in the NHL, they wore number ninety one, and I'm like. You know what? Let's just let's just add the one on ninety. Well, I went from nine to ninety one. So easy peasy, dude. Yeah, it works out. Well, I'm joined by the man in that sweatshirt, Will, aka I am Mister Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this uh, Tuesday evening? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Sorry to those who uh, planned on being here Monday. Fuck that. I had a hockey game, that, uh, playoff game that we had. To, I had to be at because. Um, if we didn't get a point in that game, we wouldn't have made the championship. So, so you does that signify that you got a point in said game? Yes, yes, we did. So, which means we're in the championship. Let's go, baby! Yeah. <laughs> On Saturday this week. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to gear up for that. Uh, we've the last two meetings with the team that we have to play. We've lost. Um, It'll be a tough game, but got to forget everything else that happened. This is it. It's one game. It's like game seven, the final game. Nothing else matters. This is the one game. So we just got to play hard, take it home. And I, I've been telling everyone, either way, win or lose, uh, we're drinking afterwards. So hell, it's going to be a good time. Yes. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the live show. It's good to see you. Martin Legend Silos. Silos has been a little while. Good to see you, bud. It's been a while. Since I've been... Seeing silos in chat. Uh, yeah. You started at that time. I did. Look at you, man. I should I should give you a side eye next time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, Switching roles tonight. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, so we have a lot to discuss yes. in this week's episode of the show. Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? The Europa Halo Spring Series has been announced. The new Halo Infinite map, Catalyst, gets a preview. Notice how I didn't mention the other one because we're a competitive show. We're only going to talk about the one that's going to be in competitive. 
The HCS Kansas City Major pools have been announced. Recent scrim results bring many surprises. Tournaments are recapped. Our first, we have three topics today. Three. Yeah. The first of is uh, the Phase Halo Infinite Invitational results. So we're just going to like lead um, tournament results directly into our first topic. So that's kind of like a seamless transition. Our second topic is uh, like a Halo Infinite round-based mode. Will, you've mentioned countless times how you think it'd be really cool if we had like a round-based, not necessarily S&D, but like something reminiscent of a round-based type in Halo. Yeah. Um. So it looks like uh, I think it was Renegade. Somebody posted wanting the same exact thing, and then the kind of the discussion went further. So we'll talk about that. All right. Um. And then the third topic of HCS Year Two feedback. So kind of le- Tashi put out a question to the people out there. Um. What would you like to see, roadmap wise, and specifically cater to that for Year Two of the HCS? So we'll we'll talk about some of the feedback that was given to him, his responses, and uh, ours as well if we have any additional. And then uh, finally, certain affinity brings the halo hype back along with plenty of speculation because, you know, the internet. So, Will, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. Halo France League returns. This is by Halo France. The Halo France League is back for a second split. 1,500 euros to win, 4v4 for all levels, and uh, it's from April 22nd to May 22nd, 2022. 22-22-22. Europa Halo Spring Series has been announced as by Europa Halo. Signups go live on the 22nd of April. Who would have guessed that? Um, here are the dates. The first open will be on May 7th. The second open will be on May 14th. The third open will be on May 21st. And the finals will be on May 28th. So, yes, it is all throughout the month of May. Your talent includes Sketch, Shirzy, in, uh, Infinity, Enigma. We made a not we made a, jo- a SpongeBob joke earlier, not regarding Enigma himself, but like you know Patrick Star, <laughs> um, Captain James Force, if I'm not mistaken, and then is, is that Seymour? Yeah, Camor. Seymour. I think it's Seymour. Yeah. Suddenly Seymour. Sorry, Colin Moore. Seymour. That's what it's going to be. You can watch it live at Twitch.tv forward slash Europa. Halo. And they have some changes that are coming with the spring series. Um, the finals has been reduced to eight teams. HCS pro points will be awarded for the finals. One sub is allowed for the finals. Uh, last season, uh, seeds open number one. There will be drops for the finals streams and the new split two settings will be used. So you can check out all the information in their tweets. You can uh, follow them at Europa Halo on Twitter. Next up, speaking of European Halo players, the top 64 EU players by total series wins for split number one. This is by Mr. T and Crumpets, of course. Uh, he, stat- he states part two. Match stats ranking the top 64 um, players by total series wins for split number one. This includes every split one 4v4 event. Based on people's feedback, I'll post a version of this in the previous table that excludes all events pro teams were unable to play in. Next up, the Halo Infinite Boot Camp has been announced. This is by our friends over at GT Halo. 
Introducing the Halo Infinite Boot Camp. Staples Canada and Northern Arena have teamed up on April 23rd and 24th to host an exclusive weekend of learning Halo from one of the very best, Mr. Um, how do I want to say this? Because what's the, what's the correct terminology? Fuck. Uh, oh my God. Ledge slide. Is that what it's called? Is it ledge sliding? How do you, what, sure. Yeah. I think so. The master of the ledge slide Shyway. Stables in Oakville. It's from nine to four and food's provided. How fucking cool is that? Hey, get some food. Yeah. You have to pay to get in, but you know. You get food. Who doesn't like food? But yeah, all the info is going to be in the link that's included in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show. You can purchase your tickets now. And the cool part is you don't even have to purchase tickets to be there. You can purchase online tickets so you can tune in and Ooh. learn from Shyway himself. Very nice. Yes. Halo Data Hive has a few updates for you. This is by Halo Data Hive. The infinite service record page has been updated with a new button that takes you to an expanded matches page. On this page, you can view matchmaking, custom, and local games. Yes, local games. The infinite match page has been updated to show the predicted winning odds for each team. Also, Team MMR has been reinstated. Another update has been pushed to the infinite match page. There is now a performance stats tab that shows the expected kills and deaths for each player versus what they actually got and if they met the expectation or not. So in other words, if you're scrimming against Optic, you have a 0% chance of winning. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. Because, you know, have you seen their recent scrimmages? Holy moly. Here's a bit of a downer for you. Team Beyond forums are shutting down. This is by Team Beyond, and they state, The TeamBeyond.net forums will be taken offline on April 25th, 2022. A huge thank you to our community for an incredible 10 plus year run. For those who may not uh, know what beyond the beyond forums were, um, it was kind of like the, I guess the, I didn't want to use a halo four reference, but I'm going to, it's like, it was like the Haven for competitive halo folks to come together, congregate and just discuss shit. And, it was really, really cool. There's, there's a lot of hidden gems on there. I know Silos posted something in our Discord. You should join our Discord, by the way. Will is going to plug it at the end of the show. Um, Yeah, Silos posted something regarding, like, people leaving because of Halo 4. So that's kind of fun. Because, <laughs> you know, competitive games. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Beyond Net Forums. Rest in peace. Season two map previews this is catalyst. We're going to talk about it. Will, did you watch the video by chance? No. Nah. Okay. So there was a, they, it seemed like they drummed up a lot of hype for this. And then they released this video and it was literally like a one to two minute trailer of like a flyover of the map. I did see that that got posted. I just didn't have a chance to watch it's it. It's okay. It's, I thought there was going to be more, but there wasn't. It was literally just that. And then like a blog post that basically said the same thing, but we have some information from that blog post we're going to talk about specifically for Catalyst. So this is a Q&A on the Halo Waypoint article. The first question was, how would you quickly summarize Catalyst so Halo fans know what they're in for with this map? The answer was, Catalyst is a symmetrical arena map nested high up inside of expansive tunnel-like foreigner structure. 
You'll find waterfalls pouring down upon uh, suspended catwalks, overgrown cathedral walls, and a light bridge connecting the sides of the map together. Question, uh, Catalyst reminds me in some ways of Colosseum from Halo 5, which is a favorite for that symmetrical competitive action. Is that same DNA part of this map? And was inspiration drawn from any other previous Halo Arena maps? The answer was, even though the map is something completely new, there's a ton of DNA from several legacy foreigner locations in there. Most of that DNA is subtle, but there is quite a lot. Some folks have definitely noted Haven vibes from Halo 4 in the first screenshot we shared back in March. But I think the biggest influence for Catalyst, though, was Epitaph. Fuck. Show's over, folks. I'm fucking done. God, that map sucks. Ugh! I really wanted to evoke that architectural style because it left a huge impression on me after all these years. Epitaph sucked. I'm just throwing that out there, folks. If you like Epitaph, hey, I'm not here to shit on you. It's your opinion. You keep it. You take it. You run to the hills with it. That's awesome. But you no. Question. I think that naturally leads to the question of how you juggle drawing upon past inspiration and beloved maps from across the previous games versus the desire to create something fresh and new. How did that factor in the process of designing these maps? The answer was Halo has provided us with so many inspirational places over the years. It's easy to look at something already made and just do that again, but it's not as creatively fulfilling. And some sandbox evolutions may not translate as well to the remake experience. I think it's important to recognize aspects of what made those things so memorable and use that as a starting point. Question. We've obviously got some new modes coming in season two, which we'll be doing a blog on next week, AKA this week, because we're recording on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. To that point, was the design of these maps influenced by any particular modes? What could we really look forward to playing on Catalyst and Breaker, but we're not going to talk about Breaker. Catalyst was meant to expand our CTF suite, but it proved to be a solid contender for several modes and was actually the first map that our new land grab mode was implemented on, which quickly became a favorite amongst the team. You can look forward to all the new modes releasing in season two, which were made from the ground up on these new maps. Of course, all the existing modes are supported on them as well. So, Based off hearing that, Strongholds, Oddball, CTF, obviously, and Slayer, no matter what, should work on this map, according to them. Now, whether or not all of them are used in the competitive landscape, we have no idea. But what we do know for a fact is that King of the Hill and um, Catalyst will be included in the second, at the, the second split of the HCS season. I'm curious too, um, cause I haven't tried custom games, but does like oddball work on bizarre? Can you do oddball bizarre in custom? I would assume so. You know, what's funny too. I would, I would have to say yes. The reason why is because remember when the multiplayer reveal trailer came in, yeah, you, they played you, it on bizarre. If, yeah. Like the brutal ass melee with the ball was on bizarre. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, that's what made it pop in my head. Yeah. So I would say it has to. I wonder why that'd be a good question for Tashi in that team is why wasn't that considered or why wasn't that chosen to be part of the mix in this current split? Uh, my, my idea is, is that map is so sectioned off 
that it would be too easy for a team to hold down an area. Sure. I can see that. We're super excited for all of you to jump into the new maps and modes of season two. Speaking of which, that's the next thing we'll be covering. Check back technically this week for a look at King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Less Spartan Standing. HCS Kansas City admin update. So there was a tweet from Celeste, um, and this is what she said. We'll not be going to HCS Kansas City anymore. Issues with having Canadians working the event, so Martin and I, Martin Holmes, won't be admining. Super unfortunate, but best of luck and have fun, everyone. So I reached out to Martin because I was wondering, personally, why not? Like, what happened, you know? Because part, honest to God, like, part of me thought, when Celeste said Canadians, my initial thought was, oh, COVID travel restrictions. Sure. That's ex- that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. First thing. And so I'm like, hey, Martin, would you mind elaborating on this if you so choose? Um, and if not, like, that's fine. And after confirming with Martin, written communication was actually originally provided to the respective parties regarding their booking for the event. And due to lack of communication and proper management, they were not told until last week that they would in fact not be attending the event. Other sources have confirmed a severe discrepancy in pay between the admins and operations team and the rest of the event staff for the event. So. I'm sad they won't be there. I'm very sad they won't be there either. I I told Martin, I'm like, I just want to fucking meet you, man. That's all I want. I just want to fucking meet you. Yeah. And he said that uh, he he's going to try to get down here um, for like a sporting event or something if, if something takes place. But he he wants to meet us too, obviously. Um, yeah, it just it just sucks that we won't be able to see you guys there. That's shitty. Speaking of HCS Kansas City, there's an update from the HCS. They state the HCS Kansas City 2022 major has actually outsold Will. The Raleigh kickoff. But guess what, Will? Uh, what? Tickets are not sold out. So bigger arena space, so to speak. I want to know how many fucking people are going to be in, in there. Got to get in early, get good seats. We're going we're gonna to blow the roof off that joint. We got to claim our couch in the VIP section. That's weird. <laughs> I love how I love how the, the same picture has to be in your mind right now of like, it's going to look exactly like what Raleigh's look yeah. like, like the same exact setup. Like, fuck. Oh my God. We'll just take, if, if one of us has to go to the bathroom, we'll just take turns laying on the couch. We'll get some like HCS pro talk bags that we can set there when we walk away. Ooh, there you go. And that Free when advertising. We come, when we come back, hopefully no one will be, have moved our bags and we can take our seats back. There you go. Or people will just take it and be or like, take fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway. anyway. Hopefully, hopefully it's done properly, right? Like, that's just. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hopefully the, they learn from the, Raleigh. The more people in the crowd, the the more fun. You know, people getting mm-hmm. loud, yelling, screaming, cheering. It's going to be a fun good. time. It's going to be a fun time. I hope. Um, Will. Yeah. Do you like the uh, HCS team skins? They're fine. Okay. Well, what if I told you that, uh, I mean, we already know this, but what if I reminded you that more are coming? So this is by Tashi. It's an HCS team skins tease is what I'm calling it. He states, 
Holy moly, if only I could share the new HCS Partner Team Bundle trailer that Hastings just dropped on us. It premieres during the HCS Kansas City Major. They release, yes, they release with season two on May 3rd. Launch bundles will go into the vault at that point. Also, they are entirely new. They're entirely new items, not version twos of the launch ones. Okay. So whatever the fuck that means, are we getting Hydra skins? (laughs) I, I, I. I am confused on why that is in the list of weapons and there's nothing to put on them. Right. I think I have, I think I literally have a Hydra skin because I bought a bundle that had it. Okay. Because it was the only weapon I didn't have a skin for. It was the Valorant problem where I just want a skin for every weapon. You heard it here, HCS or Halo uh, 343. Just keep adding weapons to the weapon bench. And Josh will have to buy a skin for each one of them. I hate myself. Okay. <laughs> Why? Fuck. You made it sound so much worse. And by so much worse, I mean literally what my problem what, is. Yep. I just, it know. sucks. No, because I, I was thinking to myself, like, why the fuck? Like, when you beat the campaign, right? And you, you had some coatings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Literally, why didn't they just give you the same coating for every weapon? And just be like, hey, you completed the campaign on whatever difficulty or whatever you did. Here you go. You know what I mean? I just mm. found that weird. And then and a huge miss thing with that different coatings for each difficulty level. So you had to have something to work for. Yeah. Oh shit. Yep. Another miss thing, which is just related to the store and how much they like money is that I, I'm really believe that if you just release a weapon skin, like every weapon should be included in that bundle. Like that, yeah. that coding should be for every weapon regardless. Yeah. Not a lot of games do that though. So, like, Oh, I know. It's just even like Rainbow Six. You ha- you Valorant doesn't either. Yeah, Valorant, yeah. If you got to buy the Vandal, the Phantom, the you know, if you want the whole bundle. Yeah. Yeah. And you can buy the bundle, but it still doesn't include every weapon in the game. Right. But granted, like you look at the if we're if we're strictly talking UNSC because you can't apply codings to Covenant weapons, then that weapon pool is drastically reduced. Yep. So even that that's yeah, I just find it weird. Whatever they're gonna do, what they're gonna. Why do, can't do. I have a green pulse carbine? <laughs> Seriously, why couldn't you? Who knows? Maybe later. Maybe later they'll do that. I don't know. I I do. Fi- I find it funny that you can um like you can do weapon drills with every weapon in the game, but you can't customize every weapon in the game. You know, whatever. It's it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Uh, let's keep going with Kansas City though, because the pools have been announced. Will mm. is by the HCS. We'll just run through them real quick, and then uh, Will, I want you to tell me. What you're thinking, okay? So we're going to start with Pool A. We have Cloud9, Xset, Ascend, the Chiefs, and an open bracket team are going to be going in there. Thoughts right off the bat, off the cuff. What about it? What do you think of that pool? It's got Cloud9. They're the reigning champs so far, so. Do you think Ascend or the Chiefs have any chance against Xset? Yeah, they do. They, like, uh, yeah, I don't know what else okay. to say, but yeah, it's potential. It's just potential there. So for those uh, unaware, um, Ascend is the best team in the EU region right now. Um, what's up, Justin? Welcome. And the Chiefs, I believe, are the best team in the Australia, New Zealand region. So I find it crazy. Like, honestly, I, I, this pool is kind of crazy to me 
I know Cloud Nine is on that whole other level, you know. Yeah. But you, but you, in LAN, okay, in LAN, you have the best team in North America, Cloud Nine. You have the best team in the EU region, Ascend, and you have the best team in the Australia New Zealand region in the Chiefs. So, I mean, Xset have have kind of been proving themselves pretty well recently in the North American scene. Obviously, they have, yeah. So I, I'm I'm. I'm anxious to see what happens there because that pool seems stacked from a non cloud nine perspective. Agreed. Pool B includes optic gaming phase Navi, the North American ninth seed, which we don't know. And an open bracket team, of course, will off the cuff thoughts on that pool. Um, optic is, is obviously the strong one there. Yep. Uh, Navi still has to prove themselves a bit. Yep. I think they have potential to do that against FaZe, but FaZe is still the, uh, I'd say better team in that, in that situation. Uh, uh, can Navi maybe shake them loose a little bit and, and make some moves possibly? Uh, but we, again, it's, it's land. It's, it's hard to judge a lot of the, uh, a lot of the um, results off of the online play because it's, it, it is so different. Right. Completely different environment. Pool C includes E United, G2 Esports, Quadrant, Cruelty, and an open bracket team. Uh, it's kind of, for me, E United again, the strong one. They've, they've proven themselves. They took second at Raleigh. They did. Um, G2 and Quadrant and Cruelty could all, it, it, they seem like depending on the day, it could be flip-flop no matter what. G2 has a lot of work to do for me. Lot, we'll talk about them later in the phase invitational, but like a lot of work for me. Um, What's up? No, no. Welcome back. He says open bracket, uh, open brackets, winners, lowest HDS points for the four uh, for of the four for pool a. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we just don't know what that team is. So we can't base it off of that right now. But regardless, yes. And then Pool D includes Sentinels, Pioneers, Jaylings Esports, the Pittsburgh Knights, and an open bracket team. I wish I knew more about this pool. I just know Sentinels. Um, KCP has been performing decent. Yes. Um, but I, I honestly don't know much about Jaylings and the Knights... I haven't seen them play much, so I don't know. Well, we know that the Knights are the best team in the Mexico region. Um, so this is where that that last best regional team comes into play is Pool D. Uh, I think there's going to be a fight for that third place spot against Jalings and Knights. Maybe that open bracket team can do something. But it, for me, when just looking at the pool, it just looks like Sentinels and Pioneers to me moving on. I think they're too strong. Yeah, I can agree. Yep. But that's that. I am really excited for Pool A, though. That's going to be that's gonna be interesting. You have two regions' best teams included in that one. Well, literally three regions' best teams in that pool. But again, we're putting Cloud9 on a different pedestal. So who knows what happens there. It's going to be exciting, though. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the teams that come out of open bracket because that's going to be the real... And we're going to talk about them later as well, but I'm telling you guys... Pay attention to complexity. Um, 
And the last piece for HCS Kansas City, the tournament layout. Uh, Heinz actually released this today, as a matter of fact. So if you want to see everything regarding how that is going to take place for Kansas City, please do so. Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat if you're watching live, or it'll be in the description for the audio in VOD. And Will, that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all of your Halo Esports needs. Daily tournaments include UMG and First Blood. Monday, April 18th has already taken place. The Esports Arena Series E tournament. Tuesday, April 19th, that's today. The Louis V. Titan Money Tuesday Open tournament is taking place. And the Halo Rec League FFA Series is also taking place. Wednesday, April 20th, the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 4v4. Friday, April 22nd, and Saturday, April 23rd, include the Centenagra Esports Female Spartan Warrior 4v4. And on Saturday, April 23rd, we got four for you. The Nerd Street Champs Land Fullerton, Articles Halo Infinite 2v2, Halo Rec League 4v4 SWAT tournament, and the Kunoichi Women's 4v4. And I probably butchered the fuck out of that, and I apologize if I did so. Will, that's all the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCom.com. Check out NoobCom.com for all your Halo Esports needs and maybe buy some of their merch too. Because why the fuck not? Will, what do we got next? Rostermania! A few things to note in Rostermania this week. First up, version one. This is going to be Claim Avenue, Eli, Elite, and Mortality. Uh, this is a previous Total Control roster that took second place in the Xbox Games Pass has PC games. Kansas City Qualifier Tournament. Again, what a name. Oh, fuck. At this time, the winning team of that tournament, Incognito, who didn't take up the V1 offer, is rumored to be signing with Luminosity, who could potentially be making a return to Halo, which would be awesome. Another uh, top-tier org joining Halo. It, who knows if they stay? Yeah. That's my biggest question is whether or not they stay. If they come back. If they come back, will they stay? Um, next up, we have Vexed Gaming. They released Batchford and Organs. Now, so. I, I was going to include. Um, so Batchford tweeted out. That for those, I'm paraphrasing here, but I believe he said something regarding like, for those who have not noticed yet, I am no longer with Vexed. I wish them the best, what, yada, yada. And uh, I believe he also said that he wasn't going to be attending KC. Those tweets have since been deleted. So that's why I didn't include them here. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be attending or not. So Hmm. there's that. But yeah, he is no longer on Vexed. All right, and then last up, we have some news on status quo, and this is from Flamesword. And he states, "Our fourth has been told he is dealing with an acute pain with acute pancreatitis. Thankfully, not chronic, so surgery will not be needed. It takes about a week to get back to normal, so they are keeping him in the hospital until Wednesday, 4:20. He hasn't been officially announced on the team. Was willing or was waiting to do it the right way." But if you all could wish my son, Bobster One, a speedy recovery, it would mean the world. Kid wanted to keep gaming through the pain during the FaZe Clan Invitational, pure passion. 
This is from Bobster. He said, let's go. I got discharged out of the hospital early. Just wanted to say thanks for the support for when I was in there. I don't wish on my worst enemy of what I just went through. Crazy pain for show. Or faux show, he spells out. Uh, but time to lock in. Strap my fucking helmet on for KC and get to work. He's fucking ready. Yeah, that's awesome. He is fucking He's, ready. He is ready to go. Dude wants to compete. Absolutely. Can't, can't blame him. The, the best part was is that, uh, like, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of chatter about Flame, you know, putting together some great young talent, like consistently putting together great young talent and, and bringing these names to the fold. And for those who don't remember, a member of that status quo roster at Raleigh, one breakout player of the event. That is right. So maybe we'll see a, a repeat. Who knows? If you can put the right talent together and make a run, sure. Absolutely. We'll have to wait and see. All right. That does it for the roster mania of the week. Thank you, Will. I got some scrims that I'd like to like to bring to the fold here before we get into the tournament league recaps of the week. Um, on April 12th, complex. Oh, actually, I'll just begin by saying if you want to check out scrim results for all the professional teams that are playing in any region, you can go over to halodatahive.com. And uh, for all your st Halo statistical needs, every single time I say statistical, I feel like I'm saying testicle. That's Wonder just in my brain. Wonderful. Yep. I'm and sure I, we all needed to know I that. I felt like I just needed to project that. So I did. Great. It's our show. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. We, we all know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and if I want to say testicle, I'll say testicle. Uh, it's out there now. And statistical. Statistical? <laughs> In all seriousness, go to halodatahive.com for all your statistical Halo needs. April 12th included complexity going up against Xset. As a matter of fact, is that the side eye? <laughs> Thank you, Will. Eye. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, I said pay attention to complexity because uh, they they beat Xset in their scrim 7-4. to four. Something to keep in mind. A scrim's a scrim. We talk about it all the time, but just something to, you know, throwing it out there. We'll see what happens. It's not LAN. We already know what happened in the phase invitational. But, yeah. Optic Gaming also went up against Sentinels. And uh, Optic Gaming just continued to do what they've been doing, and that's just dominate literally everybody in scrims, and they beat them 10-2. to So there's that. April 13th, the Pioneers actually bested Cloud9 in a scrim, 6-5. to five. Okay. You love to see it. It's interesting. It is interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. April 14th, though, Opticating also went up against Cloud9, but they beat them 10-2, to two, just like Sentinels. Oh, man, I was about to... Nah, fuck it. Sheesh! There we go. Again, popped up on my mind while you projected. You, you, know? you went for it. I did. You gotta appreciate I that. I feel like, I, man, if there wasn't ever a moment to feel like, hello, fellow kids, that's exactly what that moment was for me. It's, it's, it seems to have died down a bit too, so it's late in, uh, you know. Yeah, definitely, perfect, definitely. Perfect old guy def, uh, trying to. The dad coming into this with like, oh, you fucking kids say this shit still, right? Lit fam. Like, nah, fuck you. Don't say that, Dad. <laughs> Shut up, Grandpa. 
It's going to be us soon. Fuck off. Then <laughs> E-United uh, actually went up against the Pioneers, who, again, Pioneers 6-5 against Cloud9 the day prior. Um, but E-United actually beat the Pioneers 10-3 in their scrim. And then Sentinels went up against Faze. Uh, and it was an 8-5 going in the way of Sentinels. April 15th, the last day that I have here, Xset bested E-United 5-4. Kind of a shorter scrim there, but regardless. Phase. Bested Cloud9 7-6. Again, I said that some of these scrim results would be a little surprising. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we are a week away from KC. We're just just over a week away from KC at, this, at the time of recording the show. And we have some teams doing pretty, pretty well in scrims as of recent. And then finally, Sentinels went up against the Pioneers, and that went the way of Sentinels 7-5. to five. So again, I feel like it. I, we just need to repeat it every single week. Scrims are scrims, okay? They are not tournaments online or LAN. Doesn't matter. They're, they're literally just practice, okay? So take everything with a grain of salt. Not all of it will translate to actual tournament play. Online or LAN, doesn't matter. But I will say some of those results were very, uh, not, not just surprising, but I was happy to see the results that took place. Cloud9 losing a little bit in scrims. Complexity doing well. Pioneers doing well. United doing well. FaZe doing well. I like seeing this because what we want this to translate to tournaments because then there's more competition at the top, you know, but optics seem to be running away with everything, but that's besides the point, but that's all the scrim recaps that I had. Will. so would you mind running through the tournament league recaps that happened over the last week? Sure. We'll start off with the halo rec league FFA series. Uh, here's your week five leaders all tied for seventh is Gish D man, uh, Troll Seth and Finast. Six is uh, F Daddy. Fifth is Superman. Are you good? I'm I'm good. I just I, I don't know. It's F Daddy. F Daddy. Uh, Daddy. Tied for third is Golden Gun, and or Golden Guy with the end. There's, yep, Gian, uh, whatever. <laughs> Golden Gian. Gian. <laughs> and then uh, Paradise. Second is generic, and first is E7's infinite. You know what the funny part is? Hmm. E7's infinite. If if this if the uh the if the spreadsheet was correct, which I'm not Shio, I'm not doubting you. Um, he didn't play in week five, and still and he's still in first. I think by like two points. Crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Um. Next, we have the Knights Arena weekly Halo Infinite four v four. In third, fourth, we had Up5 Gaming, Default. Second was Cinta Negra. First went to G2 in phase. So uh, I was going to include what the rosters were, but the website that they use for the bracket is so fucked. Hey, Battlefy, fix uh-oh. your shit. Uh-oh. I'll call your ass out. Like, seriously, the, you have literally every player that... Basically, I think it's ever been a part of that roster, like that is signed up as a part of that roster on that website. Oh, they all appear in they the list. All get listed. Yeah, mm. 
I'm like, who the fuck played in your tournament, bro? <laughs> and then it wasn't streamed on the Knights channel either, which sucks too, but that's besides the point. Next tournament here, Esports Arena Series E results. In fourth place, we had the Pittsburgh Knights. If you don't recall, that is Bullet, Drift, Tapping Buttons, and Atso. Oxygen Esports in third. That's Hange. Oh, I clicked on something. Uh, Hange cherished common and name. Second went to Pioneers. Again, Druck, Manny, Soul Snipe, and Talk. And first went to Cloud9, which included Stellar, Penguin, Eco, and Renegade. Louis V. Titans Money Tuesdays. This is the open. Fuck yeah. In third, fourth, we had Malicious, which was Malicy and Titan. Uh, and then Meatheads, Gunplection, and Claytron. Second went to Phase, Boobadoo, and Falcated, and first went to Exceed, Evolving, and Pyretic. Winning a decent amount. That they are. Next up, the Lady Spartan Pro Series qualifier number three. In fourth place, we had LCM Gaming. Uh, which included La Bulma, Bellary, Kath, and Airborne Vanessa. Uh, la, la, la Bulma. Third went to Good <laughs> Vibes, which is Songfully, Veronica, Echidna, and Dreamy Dream. Second went to Desensitized. This was uh, Biancus, uh, Pink Sakura, Ideas, and Cranberry. Good job. And first went that needs eights bad. Again, they've been at the top a lot, I believe. Them and uh, Hydra. Yeah. Um, this was Queen, Command Station, Miss Audie, and Divine Damsel. Uh, Audie's been killing it lately. Oh, Just, yeah. They're all so fucking good at the game. Yeah. someone uh, Way better a, than I'd ever be. That's for damn there, sure. There was a tweet. Um, with a video of Audie playing, and she's running around with rockets and stuff and just cleaning everybody up on streets. And, and then uh, the, the caption was like, I think we need to start calling streets Miss Audie's Playground, which was like, yeah, she just destroyed everyone. Yep. It was insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. What's up, Hero and Snag? Welcome back, boys. How's it going? Welcome to the live show. The live show. That does it for the tournament in league recaps, Josh. Thanks, Daddy. No. <laughs> just no. I just can't get F Daddy out of my mind now. Oh, um, boy. All right, should we move into our first topic? Sure. Which is the FaZe Clan $50,000. Just kidding. $75,000 invitational because of crowdfunding, they increased the prize pool. Thanks, Will. Yeah. <laughs> So I have some notable series here, but I really only like documented fully one of them. We can talk about the other ones, of course, but like the one that I really wanted to talk about was, uh, in, uh, winner's bracket round one. Um, we'll get to the results after all this, obviously, but uh winner's bracket round one was optic gaming versus X set. Okay. How would you expect this to go? Will optic versus X set. Yep. Three Oh. Okay. What if I told you it was, a three zero, yeah. But what if I told you it was a lot closer than what you may think it was? Anyone can win uh, a Slayer, <laughs> sure. And uh, and the optic literally did. But here, here we go. Game one was CTF on Aquarius. So don't let the three zero series score fool you. This is a very close game, even going into overtime. And X set actually having a great opportunity to score the winning flag cap. 
But unfortunately for them, Trippy was being a nuisance in their base, pulling the flag to cause a distraction, all the while Arctic was moving the optic flag. Even though Arctic gets the flag all the way back to their own util, Optic were able to get the slaves when it mattered, all off the back of Trippy being a distraction. Optic get their flag returned, and Lucid's able to secure the OT capture, winning the game. Like, Exit was that close to winning the shit, okay? Game two was Slayer on live fire. Uh, this was less than ideal for Exit. Not much to say about this one, other than it was a slaughter, and Optic won at 50 to 26. I did see that game. It was a brutal. Yeah, that's that's tough for Exit. So what's better than getting destroyed on live fire in a Slayer, Will? Well, what if we went back to live fire again, this time for strongholds? Well, this is the bounce back game for the series. Okay. Boy, oh boy, did it look like that for Exit. Taking an unbelievably commanding lead. 234 to 43. 234 to 43. Okay. But hey, remember that E-United versus Pioneer Strongholds game on Recharge a little while ago? Well, this might have been somehow even crazier, Will. Optic began to make their comeback. But they have one of the largest hills to climb if they want to win this game. Exet allowed Optic to fight their way back a little bit, but then Exet continues to score, bringing the game to 249 to 130. To put things into perspective for what happens next, Exet needs to hold two capture points for literally one second. Optic need far more than that amount of time. But somehow, someway, Optic just goes on a tear. Having a triple cap for nearly 50 points and then never stopping scoring since to win the game 250 to 249. I will say I did kind of pick up on their strategy for live fire strongholds. Their strat is to get the triple and then just slay and not worry about the zones. Like sure. Just slay. Sure. That, and that's where they are dominant is in slaying. Well, because you're always scoring if you at least have two. Yeah. So, so you, fuck it. Why, why give a shit if you lose one? Their strat is to um, basically get slays, get you on spawn rotations, call you out, collapse hard, don't let you move. That's what they're trying to do. So if anyone can find a way around that and find a way to not get triple capped by Optic, please do. Dude, I fucking, I couldn't believe it. Xset needed one second to hold two points. Yeah, it's, it's insane. One second. And they couldn't even fucking do it. Like when I saw the triple cap happen, and it, it literally happened for 50 points. Like nearly 50 points. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, how are you not even able to get into one? Is insane. So congratulations to them. Uh, Exet didn't do well after that, but that's besides the point. So then the other winner's bracket round one match, Sentinels versus FaZe. It was a 3-2, by the way, of Sentinels. Um. Again, I didn't include notes for these other series, but this was a very back and forth. I think I think uh, it was a Sentinels phase, Sentinels phase, Sentinels for the series on wins. Sure. Um, so there's that. But there is something to keep in mind here with the Sentinels and phase matchups is that it happens again later. 
But let's move to loser's bracket. Um, loser's round two was Sentinels versus E United. And uh, Sentinels actually won that series as well, three to two. Let me get to round three for losers. Sentinels versus FaZe. The rematch. Again, three to two going to fa- uh, Sentinels, not FaZe. Sentinels. Um, Bravo on the stream, I think, made a really good point too. Is that these two teams faced off against each other at Anaheim as well. And it came down to this. And it was game five again. And Sentinels won that one too. FaZe have just never been able to close a series against Sentinels as of yet. Hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. The loser's bracket finals then take place. Well, the winner's bracket final happened. I guess I'll just say that first. It was Optic Gaming versus Cloud9. And for the first time, this isn't on LAN. This is an online event. But for the first time, we've seen all those remarkable scrim results come to fruition for this team. And to, again, put things into perspective here. This is not on land, but the last time that these two teams actually faced off against one another, to my knowledge was at Anaheim and optic took off what one, maybe two games off them. Right. Well, not this time. Because this time, Cloud9 weren't even able to get a game off of Optic. And Optic Gaming beat Cloud9 3-0. That's something we haven't seen. Again, this is an online tournament. That is something we have just not seen. Ever. Yeah. So for the first time in Halo Infinite's short lifespan so far, uh, Cloud9 got dropped to losers. So the losers bracket finals take place, and it's Sentinels versus Cloud9. And uh, as we've seen from Cloud9 in the past is that once they lose, they don't, they're like the Sentinels of old, where once they lose, they don't lose again. Well, um, let's just say that Sentinels actually gave them a fight. Yeah. We saw, in my mind, what appeared to be a little bit of the Sentinels of old. I feel like they're getting their bearings again. They're gelling, obviously. They've been together for so long. They're making the game their own a little bit. And they took them to task. But unfortunately for them, Cloud9 do take the win. Will, you and I were messaging each other and you said, I really hope Sentinels close this out. Yeah, I was hoping. Can you provide... So, I'm I'm not meant to like shit on you right now, but can you provide additional context to that? Because you've always been in the mindset of you don't want Sentinels to keep winning. Right? Is this you don't want Cloud Nine to keep winning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's the fact like I ne- I always get tired of a top dog sitting on top for too long. So fucking Brady. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, Cloud Nine are dominant now. Yeah. I'm rooting for the underdog. Like Sentinels are technically the underdog in my mind in that situation. So, um, I I was rooting for Sentinels to to shake things up. That's all I really wanted. So. If Optic wins the next two big events, can, are we not Optic fans anymore? See, that's tough though because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Optic. Here's is, the bias set, dude. Yep. Uh, I was so I was the I, I I've been an Envy fan since Pistola 
um, snipe down say, back when he was saying yeah, and uh, Boo Boo were yeah. together. Like that, I came into Halo and that was like my first team I rooted for. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always going to stick with me is like that was the first team I rooted for. So sure. now that it's Optic, and granted I wasn't excited about the Optic coming in, <laughs> I am now rooting for them because that was like my first squad I, I rooted for coming into Halo. So I think I will always be a fan of now Optic because they acquired Envy. Will's uh, Halo esports journey has been on a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> like literally goes from man, I, f- I fucking hate Optic to man, I fucking love Optic. Like it's just a fucking snap of a finger. I was hesitant at first, and you oh, know this. so funny. I know. I just think I, it's hilarious now that, like, we have bias towards them. That's so funny to me. Green wall, baby. <laughs> I guess. I always, ah, yeah. No, they, we, we, have, we have nothing against any player, any team. You know, the whole, like, fuck Kratos thing. It's a, a meme at this point. It's just, yeah. They done Pistola dirty. I wonder if he's going to resurface. Do I fuck? I hope so, man. I really hope he's got some left in the tank. I really do. I really do. I hope he I hope he gets on a team that he gels with more um I wonder if it is a weird like they have to trade him or something. You know like with know. with a the, he might be under hell. He might be under contract and still being paid for not playing. Could be. You never right. We this, it's all speculation. We don't know yeah, how yeah, their contracts yeah. work. So, Obviously, yeah. Who knows? Maybe once uh maybe once the contracts are over, um, we'll see him come back in year two. Or we can we can ask that question, right? Like what yeah. what did what did that consist of? If you're not under NDA, if you're if you're not yeah, if you're able to disclose, like what was that like? How did that function? So, um, so yeah. Cloud nine defeat the defeat Sentinels, uh, three to two. So it went to a game five as well. So Sentinels were actually, like I said, taking cloud nine to task on that series. And again, this is online, but Hey, maybe, maybe a chink in the armor of cloud nine, who knows lands a completely different beast. And as of right now, I don't want anybody jumping to fucking conclusions. Okay. As of right now, cloud nine is still the best team right now in the world. Realistically speaking. Until they were beaten on land, they're the best team in the world. But that brings us to the grand final. Now, the grand final for this tournament works a little bit differently. So while the tournament was a double elimination style, okay, it was a double elimination format, um, the grand final was not a two best of seven affair like we're used to, right? So the team coming out of losers has to win the best of seven and then win another best of seven to win the event. Instead, the team coming from the winner's side got a free map win, okay? So Optic are going into the grand final with a 1-0 lead over, uh, over I almost said phase because it's their event, over Cloud9, right? So Optic technically only need to win three games to win the event. When Cloud9 need to win four, it is still a best of seven. Okay? Everybody understand? Good. Um, the grand final was, of course, Optic Gaming versus Cloud9. And again, I didn't type 
anything out for this because only one game went devi- like decisively in Cloud9's favor. Other than that, believe it or not, Optic Gaming kind of ran away with it. And they won the series four to one. I mean, they won their three games that they needed to win. So they won four to one overall. And they are your phase invitational champions. Will, I have some notable information here. Yeah. So this tournament actually featured a pick band system for maps and game types. So while the series format would remain the same, objective, slayer, objective, objective, slayer, teams would have the opportunity to pick band specific maps and modes within that game of the series. As a result, we actually saw a lot of back-to-back, sometimes three times in a row of the same map being played in the same series. And Gaskin actually mentioned as well, there was a time where the map was played four times in a row. For those uh, for those who have not really been paying attention, if you're new to the scene, that this is not how the official HCS plays out. There is not a pick ban system in the HCS as of right now. Um, and in one of our uh, future topics that we're going to talk about, that was actually addressed by Tashi as well. So we'll talk about that later on. But yes, this was specific to this event, um, along with the how the grand final format took place. But part of me likes the idea of a pick ban system. But if there were more options... I just don't want to see recharge three times in a row. Sure. From yeah. a spectator standpoint, you know what I mean? Right. And I also saw, um, I forgot who it was, and I, I failing as a person for this, like failing as a co-host of the show, um, I failed to get, I forgot who tweeted it out, but someone tweeted out like, oh, that happened to you too, in regards to one of the teams in the tournament kind of taking advantage of the pick band system in terms of like, um, like, I don't know, ensuring you got the map that you wanted or whatever. I don't know how it fucking played out, but regardless, it, it is what it is. It, it happened and that's that. So. Well, like, uh, so I'll talk about it later too, but I've been playing rainbow six siege. Right. Mm. And there's always like, so each team blindly votes on a map. They give you three maps. Right. Each team blindly votes on a map to ban. Okay. Oh, to ban. To ban for the for that for that game. Is this specific to ranked? Right. No, ranked and uh Wow. Um regular multiplayer. There is a quick play that doesn't have this because okay. they want the games to go faster. Sure. But maybe that's ranked ranked and unranked. Um okay. so I'll play mind games. Like if one map pops up, like skyscraper, and uh, no one like if it's like Bank, consulate, and skyscraper. People usually will ban skyscraper. Okay. Well, I hate consulate, so I'll try to ban consulate, knowing sure. that most people ban skyscraper. That means we'll play bank. Like, I like that. So I, I'm wondering if this is what they're talking about, where they're like, "Oh yeah, no one wants to play this map." So I don't know how it would work otherwise. Yeah, I, I know that it was like I, I believe you went back and forth with the team that you're playing against. Okay. Like a traditional pick band system, like in a, in a league or a Dota or whatever, like where you, you get to see what they choose. Sure. Right. And then you, you choose based off that. Um, but no, I kind of, I like that 
mystery to it though, because that sounds yeah, that yeah, sounds you, cool. You, you don't know what the other team is picking. So yeah. what if they just did that? Is each team you give them three maps to pick from. Yeah. If they each ban one, well, they end up on the third one. If they both ban the same one, well, then you flip a coin for the other two. And, he- you know, heads is this, tails is this. Sure. Uh, like I said, we're going to read Tashi's response as to why it's not a thing right now um, mm-hmm. in Infinite. And I actually, I like his response as to why it's not implemented. Okay. Like, part of me enjoys the idea. Like, I- I'd enjoy, like, flirting with the idea of a pick band system in infinite. Yeah. But the way he explains as to why it's not, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I like, I can, I can get down with that response. I like that idea. So we'll talk about that. All right. Um, optic gaming went 12 and one, technically 13 and one. If we include the free game in the grand final by coming from the winner side of the bracket throughout bracket play, including the grand finals, they dropped one map and it was to cloud nine. Cloud9's only losses within the tournament were to Optic Gaming. 3-0 in the winter bracket final, and then 4-1 in the grand final. Sentinels appear to be coming back into a top form, Tim King third in the tournament and really giving teams hell. Sentinels were also the only team, the only team during bracket, uh, during bracket play to have Game 5 series. The only team. And not only that, they had four of them. Winners bracket round one, losers round two, losers round three, and the losers final. All game fives. They were the only team. Now, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Pay attention to that complexity roster. Sure, they got eliminated in losers bracket round one, but they had to try to go through both Cloud9 and FaZe in their two bracket matchups. Regardless, they knocked out G2 from advancing to the bracket stage, and we expect them to do something special at KC. And then finally, regarding the partnered teams, for me, Space Station, G2, and Fnatic really need to step it up if they want any type of chance of even getting a top six finish at KC and beyond. They just have not been performing well at all. Like, they may have a game here and there, but I've yet to see them... I've yet to see them do anything in a series like in a worthwhile series. And again, this is nothing against any of the players on any of the teams. It's just, we want you guys to do better. Like we want to see you competing at the top space stations, just been fucking like going through hell to get something remotely consistent going. Still the best merch in the game. Uh, but like Fnatic had the recent roster change. So hopefully we see something good happen there. G2 has, has had the same roster, but they just haven't, nothing's happened. Again, I want everybody to do well because I want more competition at the top. It's just a man. You guys really need to get to the drawing board. And I really hope something happens at KC. We're just like, you guys turn the fuck up. I really hope so is right now and things aren't looking great from my perspective. Um, I, I also have a few notable players here, Will. I just want to shout out quickly. Um, he may not have had the best stats in the event, but the plays that I was seeing him make throughout the event made me very optimistic for KC. And there's a, there's a very specific image in the back of my mind when I think of this player. It's Boo Boo Doo Boo from FaZe. 
one of the best names in the HCS by far. Everybody loves boo-boos the doo-boos. Um, but the image that sticks in the back of my mind for him is how he stayed behind until basically midnight one night at Raleigh to keep practicing. Obviously, they didn't get the placing that they ultimately wanted. They didn't get the placing they wanted at Raleigh. They didn't get the placing they wanted at Anaheim. And they didn't get the placing that they wanted in this online event. But regardless, I love, love that mentality from that, from that fucking kid. Love that mentality. And it's going to take you so fucking far. And like I said, he may not have had the best stats in this online event. But the plays that he was making to help his team were fantastic. So, boo-boo, want to give you a shout-out there. Um, formal from Optic. I think this goes without fucking saying. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, I initially thought that this was a bad move. Um, I thought it was going to be too slay dominant. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought, I, I honest to God, thought that the chemistry was there with Pistola. And once they got second at Anaheim, all I could think was there's no way they make a roster change. They got second at Anaheim. They're making progress against cloud nine. Every tournament's different. They'll stick together. They'll fight this out and they can come back stronger. Well, boy, was I wrong. So, and I own up to that shit. No problem with that. But uh formal's been a fucking, an absolute powerhouse for this team. Will, would you mind talking more uh, to formal? You've been watching a lot of their scrims. You've been watching their streams. What have you been taking away from formal being a part of this roster? Um, he is a slayer dominant player, right? Like he's always looking for the kills. His call outs have been really good. He's kind of the, the main voice for call outs in game until it comes to a kind of, there's there's been times where you know let's take the I saw a oddball on live fire game where a formal spawns back tower he pushes up the tower and he's fighting someone green and you know he's calling out oh yeah I saw one cross top middle um and you know one back green and, and lucid just makes the call let's rotate through brutes and forget the guy green because, you know, he's like, just forget him. We'll, we'll rotate through brutes and take the ball back. And they, they did that. But um, that's where the kind of chemistry is coming in. His formal's calling out, like, a ton of one shots, right? Like, he's, he's – I'm seeing him get a ton of assists um, just from people being able to finish his kills. He's taking good gunfights. Um, and it's, it's just – it's working for them. Whatever, they're, whatever they changed up, whatever they're doing is working. Um, and I, I do think that lucid is kind of the main, uh, strategist formal is just a good leader all around for the guys. The, the, you know, there's always like good job, Brad, good job, Joey, whatever it is. And like, I hear them say that all the time and it's, they're just working really well together. That's fucking awesome. Um, if something that I heard lucid say a while ago, I forgot exactly when this was, but, uh, so we, we've seen a tournament play a lot. Uh, a player will with camo or mainly with camo, right? Kind of stay and watch as enemies will run past him. So, yeah. so we can get that knowledge, right? So mm -hmm. the player can understand where players are going, can call them out for his teammates, can ping, 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 whatever it may be. Get things set up, right? 
but when like you don't have camera or whatever, something that Lucid mentioned that I keep in the back of my head as well is that you you talk about how formal consistently laying down damage, right? Yeah. Consistently getting assists, all these things, right? And something that Lucid mentioned is so, a, a tip to get better at the game is shoot them. Like obviously, if it's not in an advantageous position, get get info get intel for your team. But if you're not laying down shots, if you're not even just pegging them. Like it doesn't matter if you kill them or not, but laying down that damage is only going to be helpful for your team in the long run. Right. I mean, you got to think you, you get a couple shots into someone, even if you know, you're not going to get the kill. It might prevent them from pushing and getting to their teammates. Mm -hmm. It might delay their, that push just a little bit longer. Um, a re recent game I saw, um, I can't remember if it was formal or lucid who had camo on Aquarius and he did, he jumped up top mid, there was two players there and um, he didn't shoot them right away, but he waited until they fell down going in towards util yep. until they were, and he had the advantage from up top and he, he got shots into, into both players. They were cleaned up from both sides cause they had the setup and it's like, yeah, you're right. Sometimes, you know, the camel player will sit there and wait, but the fact that he was able to shoot first without being noticed, get the damage down and then the teammates come in and clean them up. That's huge. Rather than, watching them run through and waiting for the th them to run into a trap. Absolutely. You got the damage down first. So. Yep, absolutely. So tip to get better from Lucid is lay down your shots. Don't be afraid to shoot somebody. Like you, you don't have to have the intention of killing them. Like if you, it doesn't matter if you aren't able to finish that kill off, get the damage down. And then hopefully the communication is there with your team in order to finish those kills. Yeah. And they don't just get off scot-free, you know, <laughs> um, but matchmaking is a matchmaking. Um, another player real quick, uh, frosty on sentinels. So, and by comparison, lethal of sentinels, I am seeing, I get predictions wrong all the time. Okay. I get, uh, I get rosters wrong all the time too, because I, here I am thinking optics are going to stick together and then nope. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of lethal slander, not, not based off the person of lethal, but his play. Mm. Okay. Being seeing a lot of lethal slander on, uh, the reddits, the Twitters, whatever it may be. And, uh, I'll just say that <sighs> kind of like a boo-boo in a sense where the stats don't tell the whole story. Clearly, at least from the sounds of it, clearly that Sentinels team has stuck together for a very long time. They have been very dominant for a very long time in, in terms of Halo Esports, that is. And I don't see anything changing on a, from a roster standpoint with them. This might be too early to tell, but I'm just going to come out and say that. I think that uh, I see a lot of people saying that Lethal does that dirty work for the team. But in all honesty, I just think that, yeah, he may not have the best stats, not just of the team, but in a tournament, really. But at the same time, he does set up plays for his teammates. He does do things that other teammates may not be able to do. May not show on the scoreboard, but he is doing what he can to assist his team. And as we understand, Halo Infinite is a team-based shooter. You need to work together as a team. You can have four unbelievably dominant slayers on your team. Ex I'm just going to exclude Optic for a second here. 
But you can have four absolutely dominant slayers on the team, and if they don't gel, you ain't winning shit. It doesn't fucking matter. If you're not coordinating correctly, if you're not pushing when you're supposed to, if you're not holding back when you're supposed to, if you're not setting up, you're going to lose. Even in the lower ranks, this is true. I had a, a ranked game where an, an enemy went like, um, I think it was oddball, and he went like 32 and you know 15 or whatever it was, and they lost the oddball because he, he could slay, but they never got positioning. They never held down an area. Nope. It was, And I bet that 32 and 15 player was bitching about players not picking up the oddball. Now, granted, that very well could be a case. I'm not trying to talk for that person. That person may have just been like, I had a good game slay-wise, whatever. Yeah. You never know. But that's the thing. It doesn't matter. If you don't have that teamwork, it's not going to result in wins. And if there's something that we've seen from Sentinels is that they have the teamwork down. Whether or not Lethal gets the stats, that's irrelevant in my mind right now because they have that teamwork. And we all know land's a different beast. So KC's going to be another testing point for Sentinels, right? They made, <coughs> excuse me, they made a mockery of the open bracket at Raleigh because they, they had to go through open bracket yeah. because of the, the scandal, right? They made a mockery of open bracket. And they, they easily made their way into champ bracket. And then clearly, you know, they went from there. It's just, they... I don't know if they'd say this, but I believe they have something to prove at KC. If not, if not for the, the, the fans for themselves, take all the extra shit, all the stuff that happened before Raleigh, throw it, throw it away, start new, fresh start. Here we go. Next big major of the year. Come and prove yourselves. You don't necessarily need to prove yourselves because you've been so dominant, but this is the time. Based off this phase event, yeah, it was online, but based off this phase event, we've seen, I've seen those glimpses of old Sentinels back again. There have been moments. There have. Lethal's part of that roster. He may not have the stats, but they have the teamwork. And I just want to touch on the lethal stuff too. Um, I believe... Again, I was watching formal stream for, yeah. the, for the scrim. Mm -hmm. and someone brought it up in his chat, and he was just like, you know, I, I played with them. Like, he doesn't give a shit what you're saying. He's going to play the way he plays and do his thing. Absolutely. So, like, he just, like, they're like he just doesn't care. He's, he's going to play. Like, 100%. That's exactly what he should do. Yeah. And, like, and again, I don't want to talk for people. It's just that that is the perfect mindset to have is that I don't give a fuck what you think about my play, I'm just going to play my fucking game. And if it works, awesome. And if it doesn't work, you go back to the drawing board and you do something else. Um, He's a multi-world champion for fuck's yeah. sake. You had, you had one more on this list. And I do. I, I wanted to discuss some things as well about the, the placing. So, mm -hmm. Oh, real quick. Uh, Frosty, because I didn't mention it. Frosty's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. He's just, fu he's just fucking phenomenal. On that team, on Sentinels. I wanted to shout you off, Frosty. Um, and then Renegade on Cloud9. Again, stats-wise, believe it or not, he wasn't... I think I think Stellar had a better stat line than Renegade. Uh, Eco, I think, had a better stat line at one point in time over Renegade. But either way, Renegade is doing that dirty work on that team. The impact he has on games is big. Oh, he's big. Big time, baby. Well, what do you got? Go ahead. Okay, so I'll just run through the, the placings here. Yes. Um, 
Seventh, eighth, exit complexity, complexity. Mm-hmm. fifth, sixth, Kansas City, Pioneers, and United. Fourth was face, third, Sentinels, second, Cloud9, first, Optic Gaming. So you said Sentinels have something to prove here. Do you, is there a certain placing they would have to reach for you to say, oh, okay, they, they did something, or would a third be sufficient? Or do you think they need to bro- break into the grand finals? Third would be sufficient for me. Um, like I said, I thought second for Optic at Anaheim was sufficient for me. Because I didn't even think they were going to get second. Sure. Um, I Didn't I say Sentinels were going to win that event? You did. Oh, boy, was I wrong. But either way, like, I, I would have been fine. Like, I was, mo- I was over the moon that they got second place at that event. Same thing for Sentinels here. I think that Optic Gaming... Optic Gaming have more to prove, in my mind, than Sentinels do. Because Sentinels have already been proven in H5, at least. H5, though, this is a new game. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. It's just I, the way I look at it is they're, they're, a, they're, multi, they're multiple world champions. They've, they've solidified their place. Now, if we want a new team like a Cloud9, I mean, they're, they're, they're spliced with Penguin. Um, but if you want a new team in Optic to solidify their place, this, to me, feels bigger for them than it does for me for Sentinels. Yeah. But I would be fine. I know Sentinels don't want third. They want first. I would be content if they got third. I would be ecstatic if they made it into the grand final. And because I just want, I know it'll never stop. And lethal, I have no fucking, I, Tony, I have no idea if you listen to this or not, but I'll just say this. I know you don't give a shit, but I just really hope that if they did break into the grand final or hell, if they fucking won it, that it just shuts everybody up. Well, that's, a, that's a, the thing that's frustrating me about people right now, too. It's like um, the fans were calling for APG's head. They're backseat general managers. Yeah, that's yeah, what these people yeah. are. They're backseat and, and, GMs. And maybe it comes from the other sports world where it is a win-now mentality for a lot of teams, right? Oh, they yeah. make constant trades and you know LeBron's hopping from the Cavaliers to the Heat to the Lakers to the back to the wherever he's fucking going. Yeah. It's a problem. Like that's, I, I miss the days where it was like, I got drafted by this team. I'm staying with them for 15 years until all this shit gets figured out. You know, it's like Giannis on the Milwaukee bucks. He said he wants to win a championship here. Mm-hmm. And what did he fucking do? Did. He won a championship there. So like this whole dream team mentality is, is kind of bullshit because it's, it's lucky if it works, right? Sure. Sometimes a, a team of stars isn't always the best case because they, they push and pull each other. Now I'm they not don't gel. They don't gel. So the um, teamwork isn't there. I, I, I have some ideas for KC and where things are going to land. Um, Do you want to give a tease right now? Give me a tease, please. Okay. Please give me a tease. I'm just going to say, you know, based off this phase clan invitational. Yes. I'm going to say phase don't break. Top four. I'm going to give that to E United based off of their previous performance on land. Okay. Um, I do think Sentinels can make that top four as well. Agreed. And then I would put uh, Cloud9 and Optic in that top four. Yep. So um, I could put Complexity at fifth, sixth. Wow. Is uh, a potential upset. That would be the biggest upset of the of the um, tournament. I think Phase would be there as well. K- KCP and X set to follow. 
I would. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think KCP would take it over United. Over United. Huh? Yep, I do. I do. They're a team that I think has something to prove, and it's their home event, technically speaking. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It is, but it isn't. Right. right. There's no uh, home teams here. <laughs> but, Will, our Kansas City previews next week, so we're going to talk all about predictions next week. But thank you for the tease. And I who knows? If, if something comes up during this week where, like, I see something falter or see something go, that might change. But That's why we have a whole week to come up with predictions. And they'll still be wrong. They will still be fucking wrong. They're never right. Never take our word for it. Take everything we say with a grain of salt. When it comes to predictions, we're always wrong. But fuck it. Who cares? Um, Thank you for going through the results. Uh, Bracket VODs are included in the show notes, along with overall Halo Invitational stats by Phase AO. You can go ahead and check those out as well. Again, I mentioned uh, that a couple of the players that I wanted to shout out may not have had the best stats of the tournament, but they were uh, powerful players for their team because it's a team game. And I'm not trying to, like, shill for lethal or anything either. It's just I see all this fucking hate for him. Like, oh, they should have dropped, they should have picked up formal. They should just dropped him, picked up formal. Well, there's, it's not about, it doesn't matter. Like everyone's voting for like, everyone seems to be like, this guy needs to go. This guy needs to go. This guy, if you you keep on the path, there's going to be no one left people. Exactly. (laughs) And I love how, uh, all the people coming out of the woodwork now be like, I fucking told you that they should have dropped Pistola. Look how much better they are now. That was a shock to everyone. It was a shock to I was going to say, motherfucker, you didn't know anything. Backseat GM. Get out of here. Um, Should we get shirts made? Backseat GMs. Dude. Hand them out. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. That'd be amazing. (laughs) All right. That's our first topic. Uh, Second topic. Halo Infinite round-based game type. So it was Renegade. And he uh, he said, Halo Infinite needs a round-based game type. Will, I'd like to say you were at the forefront of this discussion. So pre-infinite release. Yeah, you were. So renegade, uh, get off Will's dick. And, uh, Will was first, you know, it's like the YouTube comment. Whoever well, types first. first is, yeah, is the worst. Just kidding. Shit. Uh, so <laughs> you can have it renegade. You can have it. <laughs> renegade. I'm sorry. I'm just giving you shit. Uh, flame sword comments and said, bring back extraction and make it round based. Offense and defense, team with more extractions after every round wins. Shield and regen would remain the same. Okay. Mickwin uh, replied with, I think it'd have to be some variation of extermination from Halo 5 or something akin to elimination in Destiny with, excuse me, with heavy emphasis on starting spawns and weapons to enable stuff like that. Batchford said, they should go the oddball route with King of the Hill with rounds. I think that change made oddball way more enjoyable in a competitive environment. And then Bound said, 13 round breakout. I am still a firm ass believer that breakout would have been amazing if it was base health and shields and not the weird shit that they did. Just have it normal, just like regular HCS settings for, for health and shields and then change something up with that, with that flag mechanic. But I loved, I loved the idea of, teams flying in on both sides and then like having even starts on your side of the map. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I, I love that round base mechanic. Will, what are your thoughts though? I, like I said, I, I think it does need some sort of round base thing to change up the, the normal style of halo play. Um, if you look, if you look at, uh, search and destroy and call of duty, the, the, the gameplay slows down immensely and it creates a tension and a, um, just a, a moment where you're like, what the hell's going to happen here? Who's going to find who first. And sometimes that's all it takes is getting lucky on who sees who first. Those round 11s are amazing. You really have to plan out your rotations, uh, have someone looking over your shoulder, mm-hmm. um, not just running in anywhere blind. Um, you could, the utility you have has to be used properly and in the right spots. Um, I think Halo could benefit from something like that. Now, you don't have stuns or anything weird with Halo, but true. Um, started off instead of, Two two frags, maybe you get a frag and a plasma, right? And you can I don't I don't know I'm just spitballing here, but some, something round based where it does make the the gameplay tense and exciting. Yep, and I like I said I think if you have the base health and shield functionality of like the typical HCS settings, I think that would have worked out so much better. Because you just have more opportunities to make a play. What if it was? What if we still got like a breakout mode? where you just got your one life, but it was played on normal maps with no weapon pickups and your base health and shield. So you get forward, you get forward, but you have to, you're going to have to be strategic. You're going to have to move as a unit. As a, yeah. Is it, is it, are the maps too small for that? No. Are they, I don't think they're too small for it. No. Cause like the play for information would be insane, right? You'd have yeah. to, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to, in the, the Halo setting, it's tough to have something that's new and works. It would be tough. Uh, we do know that um, we, we d- what the fuck was it? Attrition? Yeah. We do know that that was a thing. Um, and we do know that they're making fixes for it. And But we don't know if that's going to be coming into the HCS. Um Another thing I forgot to fucking put in here, but I now I'm reminded of is remember earlier on in the show, we talked about how catalyst and King of the Hill are going to be in HCS for split two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so once season two releases for halo infinite, the entirety of halo infants multiplayer, um, once split two begins for the HCS, because after KC players are on a break, um, once split two occurs catalyst and King of the Hill be included. There was something mentioned by Tashi that I believe hinted at things being removed. So as in catalyst and King of the Hill are replacing a map and mode combo for split two. bizarre CTF. Please, <laughs> please. No, I swear to God, I, I, I need to find that. I'll, if I find that, I'll put it in the show notes for the people listening and watching. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, it was it was hinted at. I don't think it was exactly said, but I think it was hinted at that something will be removed in place of Catalyst and King of the Hill coming in for Split 2. Um, and I believe he talked about like a blog coming that was going to, that would detail the changes. So there's that. If you want to try to search for that, feel free. Um, but yeah, I think I, I definitely think a round base mode would definitely be 
awesome. And then we're not talking, for those who may be a little confused, we're not talking about a round-based mode in terms of a oddball, right? Where it's like two can be three rounds, whatever. We're talking about like an, uh, a search and destroy from a Call of Duty where the first team to get what, six rounds? Yeah. Yeah, six rounds wins and one life per person. With 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 Jesus Christ, with search and destroying Call of Duty, you have a central, you have a bomb. Um, you play it uh, attack and defense, and there's a bomb mechanic in place. So maybe you could do something with with assault and Halo. Who knows? But there's that. And then our third topic of this week: HTS Year Two structure and roadmap feedback. Uh, Tashi put out the following tweet. Um, working on HTS year two structure and roadmap right now with some improvements. One, shortening the season to roughly eight to nine months, Will. So instead of the the season being what? The the year is basically what we got for season one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, shortening the season to roughly eight to nine months. Now, to avoid confusion, folks, this is not a Halo Infinite season, which are supposed to be three months, okay? This is not that. HCS specific, okay? Events, pro series, open series, whatever it may be, that will be uh, shortening to eight to nine months. Two, tighter spacing between tournaments and events, more jam-packed and consistent. Okay? So not as much time between events. And three, more partner team involvement like that phase tournament. Okay. And he asks, any other high-level feedback? So I asked him via ProTalk, uh, would love additional communication after each event in the roadmap as to what was learned and what can and will be improved for future. Gather feedback from players, spectators, viewers, etc. as soon as as the event is over. So it's fresh in people's minds. Communicate from there. And Tashi replied with, yeah, this was definitely a plan pre-launch, but honestly, other execution-related things took higher priority, so that fell off. Good note, though, we'll work on this more after KC. Okay. So I went through the entire thread, and I took um, some high-level responses And then I condensed some responses like from multiple people that were all around the same subject. Okay. So instead of reading through the whole fucking thread, I took some. So, uh, Mickwin replied with for real though, understand broadcast isn't always an easy thing to do, but a lot of missed opportunities during this downtime for really good broadcasts for the open series tournaments with downtime being tightened, probably not as much of an issue though. Tashi said should definitely be less of that for year two need a scalable way to do open broadcasts, which is something we want to layer on if we can. One way we're thinking about this for year two is positioning them in the roadmap so that they're more meaningful and impactful. Ultimately, that will drive participation and viewership. Scaling up to cover uh, those across all regions is huge investment. McQuinn says, yeah, redundancy was, has been an issue, I think. Tournaments are great, but too many usually become the, like, meh, who cares sentiment that builds around them. And Tashi replied with, yes, critical for players to have something to compete in each week and get points. They're not designed to be optimized for viewers. Overall, we can make some small tweaks that we think will bring in more interest to watch. Halo Data Hive 
no surprise, said, uh, more stats. Tashi replied with, overall agree. We have some cool stuff coming in for KC. You know I'm a big fan, a supporter of uh, public APIs, so that's something in the works as well. But no further info at the moment. Okay, but something's coming for KC. Golden Boy replied, It'd be cool if there was some more stations for people to play casually or a BYOC area where people can run older Halos and Xbox games like Shadowrun or something to that effect. Tasha replied with overall 100% agree. Expect to see us lean into this more as the season progresses and the Halo World Championship. Also, noted on having Shadowrun in the green room for you, I can read between the lines. He is a big Shadowrun fan. Onset replied with content between events following teams to tell the stories between events. Reactions from teams post events, fly on the wall stuff building up to events, on the ground stories and character pieces on players, etc. And a bench in the green room. Tashi says more content wheels are in motion for split two. Bench in the green room would be pretty cool. So I'm sorry, Onset, he didn't confirm that that's going to be taking place, but it sounds like some more content is going to be coming in season in split two. Wonder boy said broadcast every open tournament, utilize the grassroots talent, more and better content for downtime interviews, fluff pieces, map breakdowns, tournament recaps, dedicated analyst desk rotating casters in is not the one more on the ground content, like a link that he provided. It was awesome to see this and should be a bare minimum for building storylines and getting to know teams and players on a deeper level. Plus, queuing up this type of content before a broadcast break can severely cut downtime, especially when it features players that are playing next. Couldn't agree more. Martin Ohm stated, One point I did not see brought up currently is the underutilization of the GC content creators during year one. HTS has to find a way to get more of them to attend events, as those faces are the ones who will be encouraging new faces to attend future events. And Tashi says, you'll start to see this change for Kansas City. And I believe regarding that is the uh, the Make-A-Wish, um, the booths that are set up for the grassroots creators to uh, stream and, yeah, integrate more with that. And that starts at Casey. Halo Creation said, Localization. I know it may sound stupid and or insignificant, but the language barrier on HCS content can be a heavy obstacle, notably for the younger non-English audience. Local communities try to bridge the gap, but it won't ever weigh in as much as official actors. And Tashi said, this is great feedback and admittedly something we're not good at right now. Europe is tough because so many different languages, but the idea is that the local tournament operators we work with will help speak to that audience directly. Need to work on this more. Yes. Crossfade said, make it so partner teams can incorporate their brand in tournament games. Imagine an optic flag that the enemy team is carrying or the pioneers banners on their side of the map. I think that'd make tournament matches pop a little bit more. Tashi said, this was part of the original vision and something that we may see in the future. At a high level, the team partnership program for the HCS is really important. And you're going to see more and more integration as time goes on. Uh, Dinashan states, something I thought would be cool, but probably a big undertaking, is to merge the Halo Outpost Discovery events with the HCS events in some capacity. 
HCS events need more things for spectators to do and generally just needs more, well, Halo. Tashi said, this spirit was always the vision for Halo World Championships. And we're taking it up a notch this year. Agree there should be more to do at majors. Partner booths help a lot here. Appreciate Sense City showing up. Vision is for the Halo World Championship to become Halo Fest. We'll announce the first batch of details in June. Huh. Hollow Tide states, apparel of the old teams. And Tashi said, we're cooking up something insane. We won't see it for a while, but there is something being worked on. I like that. That sounds fun, Will. More merch. Yay me! Pix Guru stated, bring back the picks and band system for LAN events. <laughs> well, Tashi said it's not in the plans at the moment. We want teams to be well-rounded and prove that they can be good at everything and want to ensure we have good variety for viewers. So again, looping back to what we talked about earlier, the reason why I love that response is because, yes, while part of me would enjoy a pick band system, the other part of me is like, yeah, if you're not fucking good at that map game type combination, get good. You're, you're supposed to be the best in the world. You're competing to be the best in the world. You should, you as a player, you as a team should try to not have a weak link. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that idea that Tashi's like, well, you know, we, we've thought about this. And I think he even said in a, in a, a different response in the same thread that Halo 5 did have this. But for this, no. We want everybody to be the best at everything. And if you're not good, you're going to get punished for it. It's the way the cookie crumbles. And also, I like the good variety for viewers because, like I said, watching Recharge three times in a row gets kind of old. At least for me. Uh, Mashland states, if we know the event, we should also know the venue for the event, the format of the event, and when passes will go on sale. It makes no sense to announce the city but not give any more information for travel reasons. And Tashi stated, we're actually getting ahead of that for Split 2. Going to be selling Orlando and Halo World Championship tickets at the same time, targeting June at the moment. And for year two, the plan right now is to start selling tickets for all events as soon as the season starts. Whoa. All events as soon as the season That's starts. Insane. Yeah, that that seems a little... You want to go? You better know. It's, <laughs> nice rhyme. Uh, to me, to me, it's like Tashi took that. It's like I'm going to a hundred with this. Yeah. F- fuck. Fuck the basic response. Pedal to I'm, the metal. Yeah. You want to get your tickets? Exactly. Mashland was like, "Can we just know all the information when the blog post drops?" And Tashi's like, "No, nah, you can fucking buy everything now." <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he didn't say fuck you. Um, paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. <laughs> Sorry, Tashi. Um, and then <laughs> finally, uh, four points, four last points here. And this is from many people with the same sentiment. So the first one was mm-hmm. take feeds directly from players on land and stop using observer. Tashi says we can't actually use POVs directly because of friend and foe system. It would be unwatchable. Observer improvements are on the way. 
Okay. We already know that some improvements are on the way for season two. Other things will be made down the line. Uh, many people said, bring back the pro league. Tashi said a pro league is something we discussed. And this is something I wanted remember. Yeah. Okay. So here's Tashi's response. A pro league is something we discussed, but opted against because we wanted to grow a strong foundation first. Ultimately, I think a tighter and more condensed roadmap will make things feel a lot more structured. So in other words, I'm not getting what I want, <laughs> which it sucks for me because I love the consistency of that content, but because I, I think it also allowed for additional storylines to be created. You could follow a team more consistently, but I get it. It's fine. I still want it. Uh, many people also stated they wanted majors around the world. Think about like CDL. Oh, yeah. Around the world. Yeah. All right. Daft Punk. Uh, Tashi stated, this is something that we're looking into for year two. It ultimately depends on if we feel like it's worth the investment. U.S. is super critical to the HCS. It's risky to leave. Okay. Not, not like leaving the United States, but it's risky to leave. It's risky to have events around the world because of, you know, investment. But yeah, I, I, I would love for there to be events in other countries because like, obviously it'd be cool for these players to travel the world and whatnot. Um, and for players in other countries to have a better representation within the scene, but it also allows for more people to come into the scene. Because like, if I was a player in that, in a respective region, that's not being represented well enough within the HCS. And we know more regions will be added way down the line. But if I was a player like just playing matchmaking and I think I have what it takes and I don't have any events like big events in my area. I mean, it's kind of discouraging a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'd love for more things to happen. And then finally adding regions into the HCS and Tashi said, HCS grassroots is how we will start here and we'll slowly plant seeds over time. So it looks like they'll be utilizing the grassroots program for this. Not the biggest fan of that idea unless they kind of revamp the grassroots system. Um, but you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point, which sucks, but it is what it is. At least we got a response and it's better than not getting a response. So I'll, we'll take it. Will, that's all I had. That was, that was the thread condensed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we get into some regular news? Halo Encyclopedia full roundtable discussion by 343 Industries. It's a like an hour-long video. Go check that shit out. Um, I'm still waiting for mine to be shipped from Amazon, you fucks. <laughs> Speaking of the Halo Encyclopedia, we have a cannon fodder, Encyclopedic Enlightenment by Alex Wakeford. I'm not going to read through it, but you can. Um, Halo MCC increased metal XP by Halo support, Will. Halo MCC players will now receive more XP for medals earned and time spent in online matches. This change, along with the addition of 51 new medals to Halo 3 multiplayer in Monday's update, means that multiplayer XP values are now aligned across all MCC titles. Hell yeah. Speaking of MCC, there's a patch. Uh, Silos apparently didn't really work that well, but... Uh, this is by Halo support as well. It says a small patch for Halo MCC is now live on all platforms with fixes for volume options in Halo Combat Evolved on Xbox, corrupted game and map variants, and the I Spy challenge. But it's still broken. So there's that. Uh, I'm sad about this one from a campaign standpoint. The uh, tank gun glitch. 
It's actually gonna be fixed. So, this is by, uh, who will? Unishek. That's yeah, a button we haven't used in a while. It is. Yeah. Heads up for speedrunners and achievement hunters. The tank gun glitch in campaign will be fixed in season two. Feel free to do what you like with this piece of information. Here's what I'll do with that piece of information. Uh, try to beat the lasso campaign before season two happens. So I have like a week and uh, these will be gone in KC. Um, and uh, how about just like, don't do that. You know, don't fix it, man. Just like leave it. It's fucking cool. Or I saw people say like, make it a skull. Kind of like that idea too. Keeps it in there. Keeps it toggleable. You know? Sure. Yeah. Don't just like, you know, it's fun. You guys like fun, right? Who doesn't like fun? Um, but if you need some assistance on how to get through the lasso campaign, I included the playlist from halo completionist, um, on his lasso playthrough to help you get through it as well. And I believe again, he uses the tank gun. Um, so utilize that playlist while it's still relevant. Oh boy. So the final 10 event week is live in halo infinite. Well, I, I feel like I'm done, but now I need to double check week number six. Not too many, too many indeed. But if you have a few challenges left or whatever the fuck you want to do, uh, the event is live. So if you want to ram your head against the wall, playing some fiesta, you can like f- to actually get something this time though, you know, but whatever. And then finally, uh, certain affinity are back with three, four, three. This is by certain affinity. They state we've been part of the halo franchise for more than 15 years. And we're honored to say we are deepening our relationship with 343 and have been entrusted with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Join us on our journey. And then you can work for them because they have positions open. Cool. Yeah. Will, did you see this blow up? Oh, good. Halo BR. Yep. That's literally how whenever. Yep. That's exactly the thought. And, and voice that was in my head when I was reading everybody's comments. Exactly that. It's a fucking beer! <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds like it. You know, I'm, I could, I could, I, there's so many points I want to dive into here that I'm struggling with it because. You're struggling with it. How so? And why a BR battle Royale battle rifle could bring eyes to the halo scene, right? You could have fun, like war zone tournaments, you know, they're not strictly like the pros, but you have content creators who compete. You have these big prize pools that are around war zone. If halo is comparative, great, cool. Uh, Warzone also saw a very giant influx of cheaters to the COD scene. Not sure I want that for Halo. Um, yep. If it sucks, 343 is just chasing trends again and not listening to what we need and want. Now, I know it's certain affinity. It's, there you go. But well, 343 could have paid someone else to fix their fucking game. You know, there's, there's all those. That's all that shit's out there. If it... Do you hear Maddie's counterpoint to that? No. I mean, not not directly counterpointing to you, but just the thing that he said, he said in the Discord, he's like, uh, I can't wait 
if this BR, like if what they make is better than, <laughs> than oh, multiplayer that currently stands, like the amount of shit the three, four, three is going to get if it's better. Well, oh, the, the, lov- the lovely thing about this is that there's, there's no real time crunch. Now the game's out. You can, you can perfect True. this. You can, well, I mean, yeah, apparently they've always, oh, so two I, years was the rumor. Right, so we did not include this in the show because we don't talk about leaks often on this show. If you want to talk about leaks and shit, you can do so on our Discord server, but I don't typically bring it in here because it's not confirmed and I don't want to waste that time, right? Yeah, yeah. I already ramble on enough. Um, But yes, the rumor was, or the leaked information from Jez Corden, if you don't know who he is, look him up, uh, it was that they have been working on this for a while. Right, certain affinity have been working on this for a while, yeah, and it is a battle royale, um, from what Jez is saying, and there's that, and we, I don't think we know anything else about it at that point. So, again, all not, it's not. This is a rumor at this point. So, in like time. the, the battle royale isn't even confirmed. No. It's just people are literally off of the leaks. Yes, certain affinity. This is the only statement they put out. Yeah. They're working on new and exciting things. Warzone 2.0. Oh, God. Please, no. Please, God, no. So many great ideas for that fucking mode. And then they tr- just... Oh, my God, that mode was terrible. You literally needed the one last bullet on a boss to get all the points for your team. Yeah. Just yeah. terrible. But whatever. Oh, man. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. Again, we don't talk about leaks on the show very often, so take with that information what you will. Nothing's been confirmed, and until it is, we will probably not talk about it again. Um, But I think we, we're both of the same mindset that if it helps the game, then cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I am a little over the Battle Royale genre. I came in with PUBG, yeah. played for my share of Fortnite, Apex, what else is that? Wars. I played Warzone until the cheaters got rampant, and then I quit. And then, um, I don't know if I've I've tried all the little off ones. I didn't that, even think about the amount of cheaters that's probably going to come in. Because it's if it's that style, dude, you got to hope that anti cheat's good. Now Warzone didn't ha- even have an anti cheat, but they came out with a kernel based. But they did, and it's it's. Have you seen the shit it's been doing? No. So, for those who don't know, the but war- it is Activision we're talking about right now. I'm not. Ta- it's not bad. It's funny. Oh. It's in game. Like the oh. cheaters will still have their cheats, and it won't ban them. They don't get banned. They they will not do damage. They'll just fire into people and won't do damage. That's really cool. They'll uh, so yeah. It just fucks with them. It does. It fucks with them. It's really cool. Um, it's really cool. Yep. So you 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 can play all you want but you're not getting any kills buddy you're going to you're just far you're being farmed for kills from other people cuz you're not your gun's not going to work love that idea that's i think that's the I'm ultimate so troll on che- on cheaters right yeah. like and people have been caught out like streamers have been caught out because they get in a game and all of a sudden they're not killing anyone oh, oh. Huh, who would have thought interesting Hmm. You got all this popularity because you were so good at Warzone. <laughs> now, uh, now, what are you going to do with your life? Jesus Christ! Your streaming career is over, and your gaming career is over because you can't play the one game you're good at. Yeah, fuck Sorry. you. I'm so I'm going off. No, you're fine. <laughs> Go off, Will. Um, no, you bring up a really good point. I'm I'm. Oh my god, I'm worried now. Because as of right now, now granted, season two hasn't released yet, so 
more anti-cheat like improvements have not come out yet. To, but man, it, I'm worried. To be fair, too, I have not suspected anyone of cheating in all the ranked games I've been playing. Right now, I am at a lower level at that. You know, I'm plat. You don't. You if someone's cheating, they're most likely higher. And yeah, and no offense to you, but that's what I've heard. Right, is yeah. that they are in the higher diamond and then onyx tiers. Which you're cheating. cheating and you're not Onyx. What are you fucking doing? Right. Sorry. No, but like, but you know, with the matchmaking system, <laughs> yeah, diamonds yeah, yeah, are yeah. in Onyx games. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like, if it is a hundred player battle royale, right? Can the game handle that? God, that's so rude. <laughs> no, is it though? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the game is like sometimes struggling to keep BTB. Yeah. <laughs> it should That's be fine. 24 people. It'll be fine. Ooh, I hope so. I'm scared. Don't get me wrong. I'll play it. If it comes out, it's it because like we said, if it's, if it's better for the game, I want the game to be better. And it, yeah, it I is gotta the imagine cool thing so far. It's got to have, it's really, if it is a real BR, yeah. it's got to have elements that are outside of the normal multiplayer too. Like, the, you know, like right. the armor plates or something like. It needs to be fresh. I could even see like, instead of like armor plates or anything like that, you get shield up, like up, like you find upgrades for your shields. Upgrade modules like you do in the campaign? Kind of, but yeah, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Upgrade modules, so then you 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 get higher shield. So you're and maybe there's like different ones that you get faster regen or just more shield. Sure. Until you're in that overshield state, kind of like a perk system, maybe. Yeah, something like that. I don't there's there's got to be random like overshield. Uh, like having invis on the map would suck in a battle royale. Sure, but at the same time, like if they even if they increase the duration of it slightly. Like you still don't have it very long. That's true. And you'd have to use it like almost like dead silence to make a quick move. There you go. And and we also see here we are speculating. We also see like <laughs> eagle eyed, like fucking renegade eagle eyeing players with yeah, camo. Like it was nothing. That's true. Like he fucking he would he, hacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the the kid, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable the times he would catch players with camo. So. I just think yeah. if they do a battle royale, it's got to fit into the Halo realm right. It's got to be. And if you see somebody with overshield, you already know they have a solar flare on, so it's not that difficult, you know? Yeah, just 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 watch them until it runs out. Stay at a distance. Take out your sniper, and you're good to go. Good to go. Yeah. Like I said, I'd play it. Who knows what it's going to be, though? It's all rumor right now. Um, Well, well, that's it for the regular news. God, of the games to watch! So... One piece of info for you, Will. Um, I don't know if you saw the video that Rocker Saint put out, or the Rocker put out with Saint in it. I did not. Um, but them, the Minnesota Rocker and the New York Subliners, are actually going to be going to the drawing board in terms of their rosters um, for this next split here. They're going to be running open trials with rotating players in from challengers into their main roster lineup and to see how that fares. And if it works out, cool. If it doesn't work out, cool. They're going to try it out. Wow. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. But those two pieces of information came in over the last week. And that's it for Cotton of the Games Watch. 
which means it's time for another game too. Will? Yeah. What'd you play? We played Jackbox for the community playdate. We did. It was a good time. It was funny. Lots of jokes. Oh, lots of dicks. Yeah, a lot of stuff I didn't need to lot see or hear about. Shout out to uh, Justin's fiance, um, Taylor, for like you know, fuck, wow, just <laughs> the the imagery that you provided was just top notch, dick. Drawful was definitely drawful. It was. It <laughs> was oh man, that's why they call it that. Oh, it was. Justin, it was absolutely drawful. Yeah, but wow. good times all around for everyone yeah. who joined. Um. I played some UFC three. You're just back on that shit. Sometimes, you know, so I, I wanted punch a, some fucker in the face. I wanted a mindless game to play, so I hopped on UFC three. Do you play a custom character? Yeah. Okay. I play a career mode. Okay. I play it on easy. Because you want to punch somebody's so fucking wanna, face. In. My my guy has become proficient in in like head kicks. Oh, that's <laughs> so right. that's that's, that's right. my thing. I try to knock you out by kicking you in the face. Will just fucking, as soon as the match starts, you just fucking roundhouse kick him, knock him, knock his ass out, be like, nah, next one. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, beat Conor McGregor's record of fastest knockout. You know, you just, no, it's not going to happen. Oh, but it'll but, happen. <laughs> it'll happen, I believe. Just flying knee kick out. Oh my God, just as soon as the. <laughs> um, I am now the welterweight champion. Mm. I am like 18 or 19 and 0, all oh by knockout. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking Floyd Mayweather coming in this bitch. So since it's on easy, my character is at like a 80, 85 overall. And I'm, I'm surprised you're not a 99 at well, this I'm, point. I'm just beating everybody like in the 90s. Like it doesn't fucking matter. I'm just going in there and wrecking kids. First round knockouts, like 80, 85% of my wins to 95% of my wins are first round knockouts. I love it. It's amazing. It's, it's kind of cool too because like you can uh, – they give you the option to like promote your fight and they have like little things you can do in there. Like sure. do a meet and greet, post to social media, hand out flyers at your gym to get a discount at the gym. Like, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous stuff like that. Um, I recently unlocked, like do a, do a commercial. Um, I, I am on the cover of UFC three in the game now because I'm the champ, but I, it's Holy moly. Yeah. You can also, um, when you, when you train for a fight, you go to like, you have a gym you sign up with and you can like learn moves from the people there at the gym. You can, um, just spar and learn against like, if you do well enough in the spar, They'll tell you like a, a secret to winning against the next opponent. Like he's gonna come at you fast in the first minute. Sure. Like something like that. Okay. It just it just adds a little fun and a little flavor to it. And then you can also like do workouts at the gym. You just literally press a button and then like a little mini game. Well, it's not even a mini game. Like oh. you you say what you want to train and then it just like does it. And you oh. have you have like a weekly like amount of points to use for like your time. Sure. So some things will be like thirty five out of the hundred points. Some will be ten. Um, and then, yeah, your stats go up. But if you, like, do the same thing over and over again, you can hurt yourself in the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, oh, you're negative three on footwork because you hurt your foot during a, a, a grappling event or something like that. That's cool. So it's kind of interesting. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I just want to go in and kick people. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> in the face. In the face. Yeah. Can't, can't I mean, also, that part. Also, if, if they're blocking the face, I go to the side, and then I go back to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, love it. <laughs> Jesus. 
been playing Rainbow Six Siege. Yes. Uh, got placed silver two in ranked. Okay. Which is two places away from gold. Nice. Um, it's just a different. It's different in ranked than it was in un, unrated. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah, of course. People go. People are crazy. Um, so I've just been playing it again to to. I'm using it as like a. It's a shooter, obviously, but it's it's more chill, right? Like it's. You sit and wait for people to come in. You try to, um, you know, you have to drone out at slower pace. You have to get your information, but it's like, so I'm, I'm just playing a lot of unrated, not going super hard in it, just trying to have a decent time. Okay. And then, of course, played some Halo Infinite, jumped into some more ranked. I'm, I'm like plat three in solo duo, which is sometimes more difficult when you're solo queuing because no one's talking in solo, solo duo usually. <sighs> right. Um. And if you do meet people that are talking in solo duo, there's well, there's a lot of shitter still. So, um, yeah, that's what I've played though. What about yourself? Played a couple games. Uh, one was Jackbox. Had a phenomenal time. Uh, like I said, a lot of dicks. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, it was it was fun. Um, I didn't know how it was gonna go. Um, first time doing it with the community, and but I just thought it'd be nice to kind of break up the monotony of Halo. And uh, I thought it worked really well. Uh, Maddie even joined up too. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, and yeah, it was just, it was a good time all around. I, I do apologize to Justin for no one voting for the Ice Age references because it was good. Yeah, I seriously, so if, it was, if I wasn't going against him in that round, I would have voted for that reference because I thought it was hilarious. Just the long fingernail thing got me. I had, it made me laugh and chuckle. I had, to, I had to vote for it. Thank you. But no, Justin, yours was phenomenal. That reference was great. Um, because I read the first line. I'm like, wait a second. And I read the second line. I'm like, no fucking shit. It's a full blown Ice Age reference. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then I played some Elden Ring as well. Um, stupid, funny story about Elden Ring. Last night, um, because we weren't recording, uh, I, like, it was after got Linnea to bed, um, took the dog out for the last time for the night. I come down here. It's already like eight eight thirty or something like that, right? And I'm like, I'll I'll play for like an hour, you know. Yeah. Then it was midnight. Yeah, I've I've done that. Yeah, and I haven't like I haven't done that in so long. Like there hasn't been a game that's done that to me in a while, you know. And like I was looking at the clock, and I'm thinking to myself, I'll just do one more thing. And that turned to another thing. Well, an Elden Ring doing one more thing is like an hour adventure. Right. Seriously. And so, like, I got to, I finished, uh, I won't spoil anything, but, like, I finished Ronnie's quest line. Um, and that sends you to places. And for the first time in a while, I struggled with a boss. Um, that, that I don't mean to sound like I'm great at the game because no, I farmed for a while. Like, so I got my levels up, but like for the first time in a while, I struggled with a boss. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those moments where once I finally beat the bitch, I just, I like I, I sat in my trip, like, fuck yeah. And it just continued on. So it was, that game's that game's special. You, you have, you have kept yourself spoiler free from the endings, right? Um, y- technically. Yes. Okay. Technically. Yes. I do watch streams. And I'm watching Day Nine, whose shirt I'm wearing. Shout out Day Nine. Um, I'm watching him play through it, but he's also going through like everything. So he's yeah. not he's not at the end yet. There's a few different endings, 
And there's a... I can get Ronnie's ending right now because I finished her quest line. I know that for a fact. I don't sure. know what her ending is, but I sure. know I can get it. Um, there's a, there, I won't say anything, but when you do finish the game or whenever we're down the line a little bit farther with Elden Ring, because I know it's so expansive, yeah. um, there's a really cool theory about the Bloodborne Souls games yeah. that I, I want to go over because I think it's really interesting. Sick. I'm, t- I'm totally I'll, down. I'll try to keep it locked away up here until then. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I played. I just played a couple games. I didn't play any Halo. So I'm waiting for season two. I'm genuinely, I know like there's been weeks on this show where I'm really optimistic about it. There's been weeks where I'm pretty down on it, but like I am, I'm genuinely excited for season two. Um, I'm really excited for catalyst. Really want to play that, see how it's going to fit in competitive. Um, and just, for the other tweaks and whatnot, the new modes that are coming in, just excited. So, yeah, yep, gonna be playing more when season two releases for sure. And of course, I got to get those HCS packs. Got to oh, spend yeah. more money on the game that I yeah, fucking love yeah. to hate. So, it's gonna be a lot of money. Oh my fucking stupid! But gotta have it. <laughs> um, but that yeah, that's it. So let's get into some shoutouts. Shout out to everyone who did join in the community play date. Uh, I hope you had a great time as we had a great time as well. And we'll thank you for joining in as well. Uh, after the thing that we're going to talk about that you did very shortly, as a matter of fact. Okay. The recording. Oh yeah. 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 So thank you for joining in as well. After that was done. (laughs) Fucking spaced on it. I'm like, what the fuck did I do on Friday? It's okay. Anyway. Um, shout out to everyone who followed and sub during the live show. We had, uh, Lubiku, um, thank you for the follow and we're going to shout you out as well in the show. So thank you so much for that. Um, and Katana, uh, Katana TCG. Thank yeah. you for the follow spitting. Thank you for the follow <laughs> spitting. Yeah. And Kenjira, Thank you for the follow as well. Greatly appreciated. Um, congratulations to Andrew Witz, the former halo multiplayer lead on starting his new job as actual lead gameplay designer on Fortnite. As a matter of fact, well, the BR shit just keeps, keeps on rolling, baby. Hmm. No, but seriously, congratulations to Andrew. That's awesome. Um, and then happy belated birthday to Envor and Falcated. Happy birthday to you too, gents. Uh, community creations, Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. We have clips of the week number 153 by High Tech Redneck. Go check that video Oh, we have Rye Noob review number six with Up5 Gaming by Rye Noob. Go check that video out. There's a version one HCS skin render, which looks fucking awesome. We're fans of the purple here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks really good. So, I mean, it's it's not a real thing. It's a render, but like, it'd be really cool if it was a thing. Yeah, I saw this. This yeah, is cool. It looks real good, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Like I'd, I'd also like if the white was black, I'd be fine with like a That's variant. That's what I thought too. Yeah. 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 Daddy. Um, <laughs> we have article halo infinite season one montage edited by Nem. Go check that art, uh, that article, that video from article. Go check that out. Um, pro halo scrim YouTube channel by Lubiku. Again, thank you for the follow. Yes. Um, so this is really fucking cool. Um, Lubiku, if I'm mispronouncing your name as well, if you listen to this or hear this, let me know how to actually pronounce your name and I'll say it correctly the next time, unless I'm getting it right, in which case, fuck yeah. So, uh, he made a pro Halo scrim YouTube channel, but not just with scrims because I believe the first video on the channel is the Halo phase invitational 
Optic Gaming versus Cloud9, Live Fire Strongholds. It is every player's POV with a map in the middle of the screen depicting a, depicting where each player is on the map. Yes. And it's fucking rad. Go check that video out. Go subscribe to that channel and just fucking get ready for more content that's fucking awesome. Love it. Oh, funny how there's a mini map on that, but there's not an observer. Ha! <laughs> There's my shitting on the game for once. Okay. For the episode. There you go. But no, seriously, go subscribe to that YouTube channel. There's going to be more videos coming out for that. It's going to be awesome. I'm um, speaking of the fa- the phase invitational uh, tournament highlights, greatest plays and chokes compilation by devious grunt Alliance. They do a video for basically every major tournament that takes place. Um, go watch that video. It's great. You, you get to see that the ultimate collapse of X set in that strongholds game that we oh. talked about earlier. There's many other plays in there too, but like that's in there. That's, um, and then finally game developers conference presentation on the slip space engine. This is by GDC. You do not need a subscription to check this video out in the GDC vault. So go watch that. Um, I believe they talk about, uh, like the, the heavy aim issues in halo five, how they've, uh, attempted to fix most of that in infinite. Uh, I believe they talk about desync issues so on and so forth. It'd probably be a good watch is what I would imagine. So go check that video out. That's all the community creations that I have. And Will, that's actually all I have for the show. So if you wouldn't mind plugging this motherfucking thing that we do every week. All right. If you're watching us live and you maybe need to take us on the go or Ooh. just want to hear our voices, you're tired of our dumb faces on the screen. <laughs> You can find us on your favorite podcast service. Just search for HCS Pro Talk, like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast! If you're listening to us and want to see our dumb faces on the screen, come watch us on Twitch live every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Usually, unless I got something going on, like a hockey game that pushes us to Tuesday, like tonight. Um, I have a stupid face. Will does not have a stupid <laughs> face. So if you're going to ever say, it's like talk about somebody having a stupid face, it's not Will, it's me. So No, 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 no. If you'd like to join the community discussion on Discord, please find the link. It's provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show or on our Twitter. In our link tree, speaking of Twitter, find us on social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to watch old VODs or some small content we've created outside of the show, check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash HGSProTalk. It's a thing. Again, we're live on Twitch. I said that twice. Forget that. Uh, I mean, hey, it's it should be said twice. Yeah, all right. Uh, if you uh, want to find our website, hsprojet.com, find a link to the merchant's top right corner of that. And then don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. They are wonderful. Make sure to check out evolvedhalo.com, your home for Halo. Your home for Halo! They have shows such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Build With Blocks, and Halo Headlines. And also, <gasps> Halo also- TV Plus. Oh my God. Where they cover the latest... Paramount Plus uh, Halo episodes. I was a guest for <gasps> episode four. We did two shows, one with live commentary over the episode and then in a little analysis episode afterwards. So if you want to go check that out, make sure to go over to EvolvedHalo.com. Your it. home for Halo. Or, and or, no, and, you should go there too. Click on the link in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show. 
Because it'll take you right to the Apple Podcasts version of the show. That's all I got, Josh. Thank you, Will. Uh, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on next week's episode? I think I, think I know, but uh, go ahead and tell the people. Our HCS Kansas City preview. Woo! Fuck yeah, daddy! <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm putting the side eye back out there. <laughs> That's fine. You do that. Uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, really look forward to these shows, um, the preview shows and the post show as well for the major tournaments that take place during the HCS season. Um, this is going to be a really big one. We're going to obviously be talking about predictions. We'll talk about recent results from these teams, what we think we expect to happen, um, whether or not upsets are going to be there, teams to look out for, players to look out for. Um, we'll talk about it all. We're going to be there. Uh, we've said it multiple times, but yes, we'll be at Kansas City. So if you are going to be at Kansas City as well, let us know, reach out. We'll try to connect. Well, we're going to be watching a lot of Halo being taken place, so come find us, come chat, come have a drink with us. I'm giving out free hugs if you want. Um, yeah, and there's that. It's going to be a fun fucking time. And we'll we'll probably be doing a, a little bit more in terms of, like, pro talk content, right? Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, like that tease. In there, a little tease, love it. Uh, but yeah, really look, look looking forward to next week's episode of the show. It's going to be a really good time leading into the event. Um, we can't wait to have a little bit of a vacation coming up from work. <laughs> so uh, the next, be nice. it's going to be the next week's going to be rough. Let's just say that as we lead into it, it's going to be a crawl to Thursday. It is. Uh, yeah, we're driving. So we're driving there, so we're going to be rocking out of some tunes. Eating some fucking food. Fast food, probably. Pissing on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Country roads. Take me home. Pissing out the window no. of my car. Passing through Iowa. We're not even going to make it through Iowa before you're pissing out the window? <laughs> Take me home. Anyway, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 231 of HCS Pro Talk. If you are watching live, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Joining the conversation is greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed over on the Twitch. Uh, If you're checking out the VOD on YouTube, hey, thank you as well. We check for those comments. Leave a comment if you'd like. Like, comment, subscribe. That's what people say, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Daddy. Then, uh, if you're listening to the audio version of the show on any of the pocket, uh, pocket, oh my God, any of the pocket cast services, any of the podcast services that you use, thank you very much as well for taking the time out of your day, week, month, year, whatever it may be. Thank you for taking time to listen. Um, seriously, it's greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, we do ramble a lot. I ramble a lot. Will gives me side eyes and it's the relationship that we have. So there's that. Um, We'll be back next week with our HCS Kansas city preview. Can't wait to do it. Can't wait for you guys to be here to witness it. It's going to be a good time. We'll be back next week, but until then, uh,